Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com. Hope everyone dried off from uh, all of that rain yesterday. Holy smokes. Peachtree Creek over its banks this morning, Deborah Green, when I was walking the puppies. I mean, massive amounts of rainfall. You heard Christine Edwards say two and a half, three inches of rain. Uh, yeah, I was driving in that this morning, so that was oh, fun. Oh, did you really? Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. You got up early. Uh, my schedule's kind of different right now. All right. Well, you keep your chin up. <laughs> keep your chin up, buddy. Uh, programming note, we are only with you till 6 p.m. today. So we're off an hour early because of Georgia Bulldog basketball. So we're going to try to crunch everything in in, uh, in two hours instead of three. That means Longoria. We're going to have a fast food review at 537 with Johnny Kilbasa. Very excited in an hour from now. It was announced today that Andrew Morse has been named the new publisher of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Uh, he replaces our old boss, Deborah, uh, Donna Hall, who was the publisher private, uh, previous uh, to the AJC. So Andrew Morris is going to join. He's got an interesting media background. Very excited to uh, talk to him and, and see what he has planned for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution and AJC.com. I, I want to start talking about uh, this story we've been following for two straight days now. Uh, let's go live to uh, the Capitol, Capitol Hill, as another vote roll call goes on right now. Jeffries. Schreier. Jeffries. This is the sixth speaker Schreier. ballot so far. Uh, Kevin McCarthy still falling short. Um, and it appears to be no movement. Uh, I, I'm not a political wonk like Erickson is, but I'm a historical nerd. And for that reason alone, I've been watching this coverage just the you know, you think about this happens every two years for as long as we've we've had a Congress. And this is something that rarely ever happens. It's been over 100 years since we've seen something go this deep into uh, a sixth ballot. So just historically, uh, I'm fascinated by this and and I don't know what's going to happen. I know personally. If I was. Kevin McCarthy, and I'm, I keep getting 200 votes, knock me off the hill. Like, I'm not going anywhere. The other guy's got 20 votes. You think you just stay there? Yeah. <laughs> you, I have two, 10% of the Republicans are voting. Again, I, I'm not siding with Kevin McCarthy politically. Right, right, I'm right, just saying right. what I would do in that situation. I'd be like, I got over 200 votes. Knock me down. Come on. Come at me. I'm here. I'll, I'll be Come here. at me, bro. Yeah, come at, come me, at bro. me, bro. Like, come on. I wouldn't let the, you know, it was, originally it was only five people that were anti-McCarthy. Um, Getz and Bolbert and a couple of others. Uh, that number has grown to 20, but it's kind of like stagnated there. But he still has, you know, 90% of the Republican votes. And everyone's like, and again, I'm not a political genius, so I don't know what, what is going to happen. But I just know as an average, like Longoria, if, if that was you yeah. and you got 200 votes right, and the second right. place guy has 20 votes, <laughs> right, right. are you going to say, oh, I'm stepping down? No, no probably not. No, yeah. why the hell would you? Yeah. It's not like it's neck and neck and he's up by three votes. <laughs> right. And he'd be like, well, all right, fine. He's got 90% of the votes. So I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know what McCarthy's going to do. I don't know what kind of backroom stuff's going on. What happens if he doesn't do anything? And not, I mean, they just keep doing this for for the whole year for as long as it takes. That would be weird. I mean, they're they're That's a, a poss- great waste of tax money. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I don't yeah. think they're getting paid right now because they're not officially. None of these Congress uh, people, men and women, are sworn in yet. So, like that guy George Santos, the 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 you know his right, right, right. Like he's not officially in Congress yet. Because this is the first order of business, find your speaker, and then they induct all the the folks that just got elected. So I don't think they're getting a paycheck right now. Like this is free. This is free time. 
that would be my angle. Like, hey, you're not getting paid. Like, yeah. come over to my yeah, side. Yeah, he's just got to say that real quick. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, if you want yeah. that paycheck. If you all want to get you're paid, right. you're not on. getting paid right yeah. now. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, again, I've been laser focused. I, I, you know, listening to Eric and watching the cable news networks. There are a couple of possibilities here. Um, th- this guy, uh, that's that's uh, Collins. What's his name? Donalds. Donalds, who has 20 votes, the congressman from Florida, he's not going to coalesce enough votes to get there. Um, I think they said Steve Scalise would be the only possibility of someone that could get all the votes in. So maybe that happens. Also, there's talk like they cross the aisle to Democrats and be like, give us 10 votes and we'll throw you a bone of some kind. Right, you know, right. You know whatever, that won't happen. Whatever that is. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we yeah. won't investigate Hunter Biden. <laughs> if, you know, some, what computer? <laughs> yeah. What laptop? I don't know what laptop. What are you? Yeah. Radio Shack closed. I don't know what's going on. But I just know personally, again, not a political stance uh, for McCarthy, but if I have those 200 votes, I'll kick my feet up. I'll th- I'll do this all day. Take, you know, knock me off the hill. I have 200 votes. The other guy's got 20, and and they have more power? Piss off. (laughs) Piss off. Ironically, I've been in a similar situation to what Speaker McCarthy's going through right now. Do you want to hear about that, Longoria? I sure do. All right. Let's. By the way, before I tell my story, did you hear that Jonathan O'Brien story about the Georgia band going out to uh, the the national championship game? I I mean, I, I haven't even talked about the Bulldogs win. Over Ohio State, yeah. that was crazy. Remind me tomorrow. Okay, we'll start our Bulldogs hyping our Bulldogs coverage tomorrow because uh, I mean, you're home with the dogs. The dogs have a chance to win two straight national titles. Stroke of midnight. It, Stroke yeah, of midnight. Insane. I was in bed. <laughs> Obviously, I did not last to midnight on, so I missed the kick and the ball drop and all that. But anyway, all right. So I, how was that? Have I been in a similar situation to Kevin McCarthy? I've run for office once in my life, Longoria. Okay, school, high school. Yes, oh. no, not even. No, middle school. Oh, wow. Okay. And it wasn't even class president okay. or class <laughs> vice president right, right. or secretary or treasurer. For some reason, I had a, a really good but really weird history teacher in middle school named Mr. Patton. Okay. He not was Greg Patton. Not Greg Patton, <laughs> right, not DJ Greg right, P. Right. But he was he was a really interesting cat. He was a Vietnam vet, like just one of those teachers that, you know, sticks out in your mind. Like, oh, I'll always remember Mr. Patton. And for some reason, he was like, we're going to have a class election just for our history class. 22 people. Okay. Like, I wasn't. One class? One class. Because he wanted us to, I mean, he, he was a, a great teacher in that way. He's like, he wanted to show us the democratic process. And I don't even know what the responsibilities of the history class president would have been. I, I don't even, I mean, my memory sucks as is. But so anyway, I'm like, I'll run for it. You know, I'm the smartest kid in this class. Wasn't an advanced level class or anything. It was just like normal <laughs> eighth normal grade history, history class. <laughs> and I was running against a girl named Jennifer Beach. Whatever. I have nothing. I have Ill, I have no ill will against Jennifer Beach. She was fine, but she was extremely average. I'm like, I am going to win this going away. Okay. She's extremely average. I, you know, I'm on the baseball team, on the basketball team. I've, I've, I'm not a popular kid, but Jennifer Beach, extremely average. First bout comes in. There's 22 kids in the class. First bout comes in, 11 votes to 11 votes. First of all, I'm stunned. That I didn't beat her outright. Right, like, right, right. Like, you have 11 I, I thought people. it was going to be like 20 to 2. You know, like be- Jennifer Beach and her friend were going to vote for her. No, first ballot 11 to 11. And I see this grin on Mr. Patton's face. Like, he's loving this. He's like, all right, we got to do round two. So before we do round two, because before the original vote, we had to give speeches, why you should vote for me for history class president, et cetera. All right, round two, let's give another speech. Similar to what's going on, on in the Capitol Hill right now. So I give another speech. I'm flabbergasted that Jennifer Beach tied me with 11 votes. So I reiterate whatever that, you know, I was like, well, I'm going to push for, I have no idea what I said. but Free, I get, free soda in the cafeteria, Whatever like it that. was, yes. Only 2% corrupt. Only two, I'm only 2% corrupt. Uh, so I give a speech, and Jennifer Beach, bless her heart, I give a better speech than her. I mean, neither of us were great orators in eighth grade, but I was like, all right, that secured me at least one vote to push me over. Second ballot, secret ballot, unlike what's going on right now on the on the floor of the House, which, by the way, should be secret ballot. Secret ballot, everyone's got the paper, blah, blah, blah. Mr. Patton collects them. Second ballot, 11 to 11. 
tied again. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. We do this nine times. I would have dropped out. Nine times, and it's 11 to 11. Now, because it's secret ballot, I don't know if someone switched from her to me and someone switched from me to her, but it stayed gridlocked at 11 to 11. So there's only 45 minutes in a – so we got a class dismissed. Votes will continue tomorrow. So I'm I'm still befuddled that Jennifer Beach is tying me. Can you find her on Facebook, by the way, Deborah? I'd love to know what she's up to. I'm just you still think she has her name or she's yeah, really married? I don't know. Right. What school was this? <laughs> it was Vogel Middle School. All right. Yeah. <laughs> was uh, she hot? She was extremely average. She was extremely average. average. In extremely all average. sense. Yeah, yeah. So finally, class dismissed, and this girl in my class is Emily Klein, who I was friends with. And she's like, hey, Mark. What's up? I'm like, hey, Em. She goes, I, I've been voting for Jennifer Beach the whole time. I'm like, Emily. She's like, well, I just think we should have a woman be president. I'm like, you're my, she's my friend. She's not even friends with Jennifer right, Beach. Right. She's my friend. <laughs> I'm like, what can I do to secure your vote? She says, I want you to take out Jennifer Torsiello on a date. I mean, I've never been on a date in my life. I'm in eighth grade. I be, girls are barely on my radar. I'm like, so if I take her out to um, Nicholas Pizza on a Friday night, you'll you'll vote for me instead of Jennifer Beach. She says, yes. I said, all right, Em, let me think about that. I'll tell you what happened with Nicholas Pizza, Jen Torciello, M. Klein, and extremely average Jennifer Beach when we come back. While I am saying that, though, uh, sixth ballot goes down. It's a final. Kevin McCarthy does not win. We'll find out shortly if there'll be a seventh ballot today here on 95.5 WSB. News, weather, traffic, and lots of fun. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. All right, uh, the sixth speaker ballot is counted over. Final vote tallies, 212 for Jeffries, 201 for McCarthy, 20 for Donalds. Uh, We'll see if there's a seventh ballot today or tomorrow, if they're going to adjourn, what have you. We'll continue to monitor this. Uh, it really is historic. Uh, no, none of us listening right now have ever seen this happen in our lifetime. So I, I think that's pretty cool. We'll see what happens uh, at on the on the floor of the House of Representatives. All right, let's go back to my middle school, Longoria. So Emily Klein, uh, this is my first uh, idea that politics are corrupt. Okay. So I'm nine ballots in. It's 11 to 11. I'm tied with Jennifer Beach. Emily Klein, who I can't believe didn't vote for me. I was her friend. And she didn't vote for him. Was me. she Jennifer Beach's friend, too? No. No. Was she a better friend to the girl that she wanted you to go out with? Yes. Yeah. No, so anyway. That's what it was. But she, her whole thing was, I want, I want a female president. You know, I was like, all right, fine. Yeah, girls versus boys. Yeah, yeah. I get it. We're in eighth grade, for, for goodness <laughs> sakes. So she's like, I want you to take out Jennifer Torciello. I'm like, if I take out Jennifer Torciello, you'll vote for me. She said, yes. I was like, done. What the heck? Politics are corrupt. Now, did you have to go out before she gave you the vote, or did you have to? You well, get the vote the... was the next day. Oh, okay. So the vote was the first vote was on a Monday. Next class would be Tuesday. I I'm not going out on a date right, on a right. Monday Good night. Week, right. So this Friday, we'll take her to Nicholas Pizza. We have Junior High Night at the Y. Maybe I'll dance with her. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So so we go. So Tuesday, bell rings the class. Mr. Patton's class. All right, give another speech. We're going to do a final vote. Votes are tallied. Mark Aram wins 12 to 10. Yay. <laughs> like, exhausting right. to, to win yeah. this. Well, you had to write two speeches, too. That meaningless freaking, yeah. it wasn't even class president. <laughs> it was history class president. There's no power anyway. It was, it was just Mr. Patton's really cool way to introduce, you know, how the voting process works. Lobbying, I guess we got we got a, we got a lesson in yeah, lobbying. Yeah. So whatever. So I she has to give a concession speech. Like yeah, you got a extremely average. By the way, we can't find Jennifer Beach anywhere. There's a lot of Jennifer Beaches. There's no way to tell if it's a yeah, specific one. They all look average. And I can't even remember. I was trying to look for my uh, middle school yearbook, which I thought I actually had on my desk, to see if uh, it was B E E C H or B E A C H. I had a lot of beaches and beachers in my anyway. Really, not part of the story. <laughs> we just kept we haven't been able to find her, so I have to give my acceptance speech. Blah blah blah. And uh, Emily Klein after class is like, "Great, you know, do you do you want me to tell Jennifer Torciello? What you know? Do you want to talk to her? Do you want me to tell her? Do you want me to pass her a note?" 
you know, because this is <laughs> eighth grade. She had a grade. lot involved in this. Yeah, well, that was her fr- good friend uh-huh. who uh, apparently had a crush on me or right. something. At some She's point, like, so. how do you want me to facilitate this? You know, because <laughs> in eighth grade, it's mostly done by notes. Right, like, right, hey, right, I think right, you're right, cute, right, blah, blah, right. blah. I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm like, I'm, I'm good, Em. <laughs> She's like, what do you mean? I'm like, yeah, I don't, I don't really want to go out with Jennifer Torciello. Was she extremely average, too? No, she was very nice, very cute. And I eventually... Went out Got together. Went to the Y. Went to the Y. Yeah, we went to the junior high night at the Y. But... I was a corrupt politician in eighth grade. I was—I totally reneged on my deal with Emily Klein. I'm like, no, nah, 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 nah. not really going to go out with Jennifer Torsiello. So yeah, so I've been there, Kevin McCarthy. I've—I've I've been, I've been in your. Did spot. Jennifer ever know that you didn't go out on a date with her? I don't know. Earlier I don't know. in I don't life. Know. So there you go. <laughs> Who'd have thought I would mention Emily Klein, Jennifer Beach, and Jennifer Torsiello in a segment on Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Four thirty-nine on a Wednesday. Welcome back, friends. Atlanta's news and talk with Mark Aaron with you till six in the PM. Getting off early today to make way for Georgia Bulldog basketball here on your home of the dogs. Don't forget, you can hear the national championship game right here next Monday. And am I at, at liberty to say what's going to happen Monday? We'll be doing a special edition of the show starting at noon. Yes, yeah, so we'll be on at noon on Monday, Longoria. I hope you got that uh, memo. I did. All right, this, this afternoon. Can you bring in Whataburger for us on Monday? Yeah, I can try. Let's do it. I can try. All right, I will fund. I will uh, fund that effort. Yeah, curbsides now. It's a lot easier to oh, pick up stuff. Oh, very cool. Look at that. Longoria. I've been doing that lately. Longoria getting VIP. Um, all right. So again, uh, we're monitoring what's going on with the speaker vote. Six ballots in, and we still do not have a speaker of the house. Uh, I told my election story. Have you ever run for office, whether it's actual public office or school office or? Or anything like that. I'd love to hear your stories at 404 872 1-800-WSB Talk. Were you crooked like me and promised a lobbyist that you would date this girl and then declined to take that girl on a date? Or were you on the up and up? Longoria, have you ever run for office at any I can't I can't remember any me running for any office. I, I I would always think that I wouldn't get the vote, so yeah. there's no need for me to even That's why so in high school even class president or anything. Yeah, people are like, Oh, you should run for, you know, secretary or vice president and I'm, I'm like i was scared to, after the that nine ballot runoff with freaking jennifer <laughs> beach i was scared to ever run i, I don't want to be humiliated and lose to so i'm with you i, yeah, was I like, wasn't that popular so i didn't think i would get any votes at all and i'd just be embarrassed so yeah i, I, I think my friends my would run for you know student council yeah, and, and i never got that stu- they're like you should run for vice president it doesn't have to knowing that i'm lazy like you don't have to do anything <laughs> right, right i'm like no and they're like why not i'm like oh, i'm not interested but in, inside i'm like i don't want to be humiliated if i lose yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> I, I barely eked out a win against jennifer beach in eighth grade <laughs> history class let alone yeah. a whole school-wide election so i'm with you yeah the fear of losing definitely uh curbed my desire to run for office deborah green um just from from knowing what i know about your childhood mm-hmm. you were an outcast in school <laughs> definitely yeah um, i didn't i never was interested in running for anything like that yeah. but i was always friends with somebody who did and i would often help decorate and design their posters because even at a young age i was very artistic so I got to like help hang up posters okay. and decorate, and you know, rather than the generic just marker on stuff, I'd be like, "Now we'll do this and that." And so we always had the better posters. So you were yeah. a behind this. You were a kingmaker. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. But I had no desire to be in any type of politics. I didn't want any of that stuff. No. Uh, Sweet Anne, who is uh, screening the calls today. Sweet Anne, uh, you look very electable. You're very presentable. You're sweet. Did you ever run for office at all? No, I never did. I was just way too shy. I'm much better in a support role, like. Deborah said. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm the only one. Actually, I just remember in in college, this is really embarrassing. I ran in my fraternity. I nominated myself to be chaplain of the fraternity. <laughs> you what? nominated yourself? Yeah. How did you do that? Well, because we, you know, in in the in the fraternity, you have to vote for uh, chapter president, and vice president, and treasury, and all this. And my buddy was running for president. He's like, "Hey, you should run for." I'm like, "Vice president." I'm like, "No." I'm like. I'll be chaplain. <laughs> and, and what do you have to do? Well, say a prayer before every meeting or whatever. And I'm like, I'm religious. I, <laughs> <laughs> granted, I was the only Jewish guy. Yeah, the exactly. wrong one there. In the yeah. Did you so. make him say Jewish prayers? No, I didn't. I lost. <laughs> I, I forgot about that. I lost to Chris Cordero, a Roman Catholic from New Jersey. Did, did you lose because of your religion? I'm pretty sure. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, like, 
90 percent of them are catholic you, you know? can't be the chaplain <laughs> yeah but i was like i didn't think any of the fraternity uh members my brothers if you will were religious at all and i'm like i go to synagogue like i know prayers <laughs> Like, I'll be the chaplain. That's they, they probably don't care in that sense. Like, no one cares what your religion is when you're friends with somebody. But yeah. when it comes down to a certain role, it's oh, like, yeah. wow, we, we got to straighten up. I, I think yeah. I got shut out yeah. in that vote. The fact that y'all had a chaplain, like, what, I mean, that's, yeah. that's kind of weird. It was and part of the, the yeah, yeah. frat. Like, <laughs> it was, it was a requirement of the national charter. that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So after every frat party, they have to come and get for <laughs> No, no, no. Just after, before, it was before... Every, not that I went to a lot of the fraternity meetings, but before every meeting, the chaplain would would lead everyone in prayer. So I was like, I know, I don't, I know none of my brothers are going to church. Like I know, I'm like, and I go to synagogue, so I should. And, and uh, you were the closest. I got but... shut out. It was like forty four to nothing. It wasn't even a runoff like Jennifer Beach. I just got, I got pummeled by Listed Chris Cordero, who's a, who's a fine guy. He was he was a way better chaplain than I would have been. All right, have you ever run for office? 404-872-0750-1800 WSB Talk. Oh, the House has adjourned till eight p.m. All right, so that's some breaking news there. The House is adjourned till eight p.m. And we might have our seventh vote at 8 p.m. to determine who will be the Speaker of the House. Continuous coverage right here on 95.5 WSB. Jerry joins us in Cleveland. Jerry, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. What's up, buddy? Hey, I was I didn't run for office, but I was like an assistant uh, campaign manager for a uh, libertarian candidate back in 2000. And uh, the interesting part of that was that uh, to get him on the ballot, the state of Georgia has the most restrictive ballot access laws in the country. And we had to get 5% of the registered voters to sign a petition to get him on the ballot. And if anybody's ever done this before, you could go out and get, you know, like thousands and thousands of signatures Jerry, and Jerry, all get thrown out. Was this, a state, yes. was this a statewide race? Yes. So you had to get 5% of, of the population of Georgia. That's a huge number. Not, not the population. The, you had to get 5% of the registered, registered voters, voters in that that's, district. Oh, in that district. Okay. All right. And so, but you could go out and, you know, a lot of people make a mistake of going out and standing at a shopping mall and getting all these signatures, and they get like 80% of the signatures thrown out because they're not registered voters yeah. or they're not registered voters in that district. And we came up with a way where we found out. We couldn't get the names of the people who voted in the last election, but we could get the address of somebody that voted in the last election. So we didn't know who voted, but you know we had an address, and they said nobody voted uh, in the last election at this house. We wouldn't stop at that house. We'd just go to the next house and say because somebody were, at that house voted in the last election. Jerry, were you and able we, to? Were you able to get enough signatures to get on the ballot? Yes, yes, we did. But the you. ironic thing, because he was a libertarian. Uh, we would state that it was, he was a libertarian candidate, but a lot of liberals heard liberal, and it's like, oh yeah, liberal, we'll sign the petition. And we're like, here you go. And that was <laughs> okay. that was pre two thousand and one too, right? So in yeah, two thousand, so yep. the world yeah, was a different place back then. Yeah, we how, got him on the ballot though. How did the candidate fare? Uh, I think he ended up with like seven percent, not bad, uh, of the vote. So, but uh, we knew he wasn't going to get elected. We were just do, out there doing the libertarian call. Yeah, thing. make make waves. Yeah. I bet boards talked yeah. about him back then. I don't even know if Fortz uh, knew who he was. Oh, but all right. Might have known him. But, <laughs> all right. But, uh, Jerry, yeah. I appreciate the story, my friend. Have you ever run for office as we monitor what uh, appears at 8 p.m. will be the seventh ballot for Speaker of the House? 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. And when it comes to big local stories, Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram gives you more coverage than kudzu. Yep, you're going places, and when you get there, be ready to do business. The complete connectivity solution from the company that powers more small businesses than any other provider. Comcast Business, powering possibilities. Ends 2-21-2023. Restricted supply. Requires Ecobill and AutoPay. New 100 megabits per second internet and Comcast Business Security Edge customers only. Equipment taxes and fees extra. After 12 months, regular rates apply. Gig internet required for gig Wi-Fi. Mobile savings compares pricing of top three carriers. With so many financial advisors out there telling you they're the best, how do you look at their background to see if they have customer complaints or other compliance issues? I'm Jeff Jr. with Trajan Wealth, and there is a simple tool. It's called BrokerCheck, and it's offered by FINRA, which is a regulator. Simply type in the advisor's name. You'll learn if they're a broker and not a fiduciary, if they have customer complaints and the details of those complaints, and even if they have liens, bankruptcies, or compromises with creditors.
Yes, there are lots of advisors who are giving you financial advice who can't keep their own financial house in order. Can you imagine getting financial advice from someone who's filed bankruptcy or compromises with their own creditors? Call Trajan Wealth today for a second opinion. We are a fiduciary and we do practice what we preach. Call 678-888-3300. That's 678-888-3300. Or visit TrajanWealth.com. Financial advisory services offered through Trajan Wealth LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. When looking out the window to see your kids in the yard, those old, leaking, rotting windows are getting in the way. Your windows are done. It's time to let them go. It's Ted and Jonathan from North Georgia Replacement Windows. If your windows are drafty, difficult to open, or just plain ugly, it's time to replace them with Infinity from Marvin Fiberglass Windows, the choice you'll only need to make once. Window shopping made simple at ngwindows.com. Infinity from Marvin. Replacement windows, yeah! If you're like me, you're not the suing type. Doug Turnbull for John Foy and Associates. Calling a lawyer after a crash is about getting the proper protection against the massive insurance companies that are only looking to pay you as little as possible. So trust the strong arm, johnfoy.com. Richard Karn here. Are your floors old and tired looking? Then call the experts at 50 Floor. Through the end of the month, 50 Floor is going to give you a free installation on all carpet, hardwood, laminate, and vinyl. 50 Floor offers no interest financing if you pay it off in 12 months. And it gets better. Mention promo code WSB. You'll receive an extra $100 off. Call today for your free in-home consultation. 877-50-FLOOR. Or visit us at 50floor.com. Call 877-50-FLOOR. Pick up the phone. We'll be knocking at your door. Atlanta's News and Talk, 95.5 WSBB-FM and HD1 Doraville. And on AM 750 WSB Atlanta. Attention all business owners who rent or lease space, including storage space. Stop wasting your money paying someone else for your space. You can now save a ton of money and own your own building with the incredible end-of-the-year sale prices from General Steel. That's right. Start saving money every month on renting space from others. Just call 888-74-STEEL to see how General Steel can help you save money. Our 50-year structural warranty buildings are custom designed for your needs and save you a ton of money. Call 888-74-STEEL. Take it from a successful entrepreneur. If you need to expand or start a new business, you need General Steel. Great team and the competitive pricing is the reason I went with General Steel. Call 888-74-STEEL now, and you can get any of our popular quick construction structures, including a 40-by-60-foot building or a 50-by-100 clear span building at end-of-the-year savings. Call 888-74-STEEL. That's 888-747-8335. 888-74-STEEL. At 454, the Skycopter, I just flew over Azalea Drive. There are a few people driving around the barricades who try to drive in this almost foot-deep water there. Do not do that. Stay off of Azalea. It's closed in Roswell. Between- 404-872-0750, the number to reach the broadcast discussing elections as we uh, wait for the seventh ballot for the Speaker of the House. Have you ever run for office? 404-872-0750. Victor's in Cartersville. Victor, welcome to the Mark Aram Show. Mark, how are you today? Excellent, brother. What's cooking? Oh, I, I, I did not run, but I helped somebody all through an election in here in Bartow County. And he asked me one day, could you go knock on some doors? And he gave me a few uh, blocks to go. And, and uh, as I was finishing up the last house I went to, um, I, I knocked on the door. The door opens up, and this guy's got like a number 10 can lid for like mayonnaise you would find in a restaurant in his hand with all these different colored rocks on it. He's got a jeweler's loop on his eye, and he's got these really long tweezers. Okay. And, 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 and I looked at him and stepped back, and I looked. He's in his tidy whitey. Oh, my goodness. And that's it. He had sneakers on and his white underwear. And so I put my head down, and I said, I'm helping a dear friend run for an elected office. I wasn't looking at him. And he said, let me save you the trouble. He said, I don't vote. I'm like, that's good for me. (laughs) Did he put the lotion in the basket? (laughs) (laughs) No. That's not why. I guess that story could have ended a lot worse. But uh, thank you for sharing it with us, Victor. Sean's up next on the Mark Aram Show. Hey, Sean. Mark, how are you? You guys are doing great. Appreciate it, brother. I love it. Um, Okay, sixth grade. I was talked into running for student council. They needed a third candidate, so they asked me if I'd do it. Okay. So I so I did. Uh, 
The other, uh, there were three positions, president, vice president, secretary, treasurer. And uh, my opponents were, number one, the best athlete in the school. Okay. Number two, the most promiscuous young lady in the school. Sixth uh, grade now. Sixth grade. Uh, <laughs> Deborah says, geez. <laughs> so, you know. So you came uh, in third. Anyway, I had a great campaign. I uh, had a great speech. Yeah. And I lost. Yeah, came in th- a distant so third. I got third place. A distant third. Pardon me? Uh, no, I don't even know what they yeah. didn't know. But behind Longoria, the best, best part athlete? of the story is. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Well, the best part of the story is we didn't have any meetings or anything. We didn't do anything. I mean, there was nothing. Yeah, it's sixth grade. I mean, what are we going to do? And exactly. Then, and, and then we had one thing. We had a kid in the school who broke his neck, and so we had a fundraiser. So I was the secretary treasurer. I got to collect and count all the money. All right, so you served your school well. You lost to the uh, the coquette and the athlete. No, no shame in that. More recalls when we come back after news weather and traffic. Plus, we're going to talk to Andrew Morse, new publisher of the Atlanta Journal Constitution. <laughs> to the show and a good Wednesday evening to you. Mark Aram here, you there. It's 5.09, nine minutes after 5 o'clock. This is Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Normally, Monday through Friday, 4 to 7 p.m. on 95.5 WSB. We're getting out an hour earlier today, though, making way for Georgia Bulldog basketball. Come up in 30 minutes. Johnny Kilbasa will join us with an early fast food review. Gang's all here today. Deborah Green, executive producer of the show. Longoria, the stoic Eskimo on the other side of the takeout window. Sweet Anne... Screens your calls. Uh, we're going to continue our discussion on the uh, GOP speaker vote. Uh, 8 p.m. is when the House is adjourned to, and we'll see if there'll be a seventh vote on the floor. But before we get back to your calls about elections, uh, joining us live now, newly minted publisher of the Atlanta Journal and Constitution. Welcome to the program, Andrew Morris. Mr. Morris, welcome and congratulations, sir. Thank you very much, Mark. Nice to be here. Uh, I'm excited for you. I'm, a, I'm a, an old scribe myself. Um, but I, you know, I got my start in smaller uh, newspapers, working in in Connecticut and upstate New York, and so I knew I knew the roles of what an editor was. And uh, but a publisher, what what is the role of a publisher for a major publication like the Atlanta Journal Constitution? Well, I, I think the the roles, as, as you all know, I mean, the, every role in every newsroom is continually changing. The businesses that we're in are continually changing. So. You know, my role here is, as president and publisher of the AJC is is to help uh, to help lead the organization, provide strategic direction, to help figure out how we take one of the most storied brands in journalism uh, that is an institution in this city and help transform it from what has been uh, an incredibly proud daily newspaper into a modern media company. And uh, you know, I'm I'm going to relish uh, the challenge, and I'm I'm thrilled to be a part of this great institution. Uh, so should I refer to you as publisher and president or publisher? What's your preferred uh, title? I, I think I think the title is president and publisher, <laughs> but uh, and, Andrew works just fine. Okay, Andrew, <laughs> uh, new publisher and president of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Doing the research, um, you come from a television background uh, in this in this increasingly digital age. And I know the AJC has been, uh, you know, pushing digital on podcasts and videos that's got to be a big help for you in pushing the AJC forward into the 21st century. Look, I, I hope so. I mean, I think I've been fortunate enough to to have had a, a really wonderful career. I'm a, I'm a journalist and always will be a journalist. And I spent uh, many years uh, working for, for ABC News and, and for Bloomberg Television and, and then for CNN. And so I have a background you know, both in journalism and then in building and running um, different digital businesses. And so I think, you know, the challenges that every newsroom faces now is um, at the heart of it, it's all about the journalism and the great content and storytelling. So how do we tell really compelling stories, but then as importantly, how do we make sure we're getting that content out uh, to our audiences as effectively as we can on every platform? So I don't really look anymore. I don't look at the AJC as a newspaper in the same way that I don't look at you know, NBC is a television network. I think 
um, for every journalistic organization um, these days, the challenge is how do you tell great stories and then how do you effectively distribute it on multiple platforms? I don't know if you saw the story that popped up the other day, but uh, the, the threatened condition of smaller local newspapers. I think the statistics show two a week are, are shuttering down now nationwide. Now I'm talking about smaller hometown publications, you know, not with the, the reach and breadth of the AJC. Long term, what are your thoughts on on the printed version of, of newspapers here in the U.S.? Well, look, it, it's part of the reason why I I took this position. I think it is an incredibly important time, uh, you know, in the country's history. It's an incredibly important time for local journalism. And our communities depend on trusted, quality uh, news and information. And whether it's a big city like Atlanta or whether it's a small town, the relationship that that uh, you know, paper has with its community is really important. Now, I do think that it's really important for every journalistic organization, again, whether it's a, a small town paper, whether it's a, a big city paper, whether it's a television network for that matter, to constantly be thinking about how do we best serve the audience. And this is why I'm, I'm bullish about the AJC and it's why I'm bullish about local news. If we do our jobs, which is to tell the most important stories, to hold the powerful accountable, uh, to be both essential and engaging in people's lives, then people will be willing to pay for a subscription. Now, whether that subscription comes in newsprint or whether it comes through you know, a digital device, since every single one of us is walking around uh, uh, with access to, to digital products every day, yeah, and I think the medium is less important, uh, far less important than the journalism itself. And making sure we serve the audiences. So I am I am bullish about local news, but it's gonna it's gonna continue to be a, a hard transition for all of us. Talking to Andrew Morris, newly named publisher of the Atlanta Journal Constitution. So there that was Doug Turnbull, Andrew. I don't know if you know this, but he pens the gridlock guy column for the Atlanta Journal Constitution. <laughs> he took that over for me. I did it for about eight years talking about Atlanta traffic. So you just uh casually, informally met one of your employees there. Outstanding. Yeah, and and for some reason we push it out on our traffic alert every time he uh, posts a new column on the. So there's a synergy between WSB Radio and the Atlanta Journal Constitution. I don't know if you know the history. WSB Radio obviously used to be a part of of Cox, uh, the owners of uh, the Atlanta Journal Constitution. So we here uh, on on this radio station we've we've had a hundred year history with the, with the newspaper, and I hope that continues going forward under your reign. Me too. Look, I, I believe very firmly that we all need to be rooting for each other. As, as we were saying earlier, you know, it's, it's a really important time for journalism, and it's also a really challenging time. And I, I think the ability to partner with you guys and, and the ability, um, frankly, for every news organization uh, to lock arms and work together is, is increasingly important. So I'll look forward to working closely with you guys. Hopefully you can help me with my traffic uh, situation because I really haven't quite figured out Atlanta traffic <laughs> we, We've got your back, Andrew. If you don't mind, some personal questions now. Shoot. Okay, so I, I in my research, uh, nothing but show research here on the Mark Aram Show. Yeah. Um, I see that you graduated from Cornell. Yes. And I'm looking at the timeline. It seems like you might have been a classmate of Andy Bernard. Did did, did, you, did you guys graduate the same year? Uh, I think we, we quite possibly uh, could have. And uh, Unfortunately, you know, Andy Bernard has given all Cornell grads a bad rap. <laughs> Is it, well, that was my next question. Like, do you take pride in in the fact that that your school was made so infamous uh, on the on the television show of The Office, or are you you upset at the the caricature of a Cornell grad? You know, I I, I think. Um, any, what do they say, uh, you know, better they talk about you than they not. So uh, we love the Andy Bernard representation. <laughs> well, I've, I mean, it, it, I mean, growing up in the Northeast, I obviously uh, knew about Cornell, and I'm pretty sure I applied to Cornell and got declined um, when I was graduating high school. But now nationally, you go to Wichita, Kansas, or, you know, Whitefish, Montana, people know about Cornell because of because uh, uh, of the hit show The Office. All right, personally, married, kids, what, what's your uh, situation, Andrew? Yeah, so I'm I'm married, uh, uh, and I've got two kids. I have a 16 year old uh, daughter named Cecilia. I have a 14 year old son named Holden, and uh, I actually have a five year old yellow lab named Otis, who might be my favorite child. <laughs> That's fair. And are are you guys in Atlanta yet? Are you are you moving here? What's what's the the scenario? So I'm in Atlanta as we speak, uh, looking for a place to live. Um, my kids are in the midst of high school, so um, my wife and kids are gonna are gonna stay in New York, and I'm gonna be 
here and travel back and forth. And uh, luckily, I've spent so much time in this town, and I've gotten to know the flights pretty well. So I'll be able to uh, to juggle uh, life and work between the two cities. But I, I am uh, here and planting my flag and calling Atlanta home. Well, uh, congratulations on 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 this uh, this new position publisher and president of the famed Atlanta Journal-Constitution as a former columnist and current subscriber. Uh, it's one of the, the first uh, news resources I check before I, d- I do the show every day. So uh, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for the future of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. If you don't mind, Andrew, can you hang on for a second? I want to talk to you off air for a minute. Absolutely. There you go. Andrew Morris, new publisher of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. All right, 404-872-0750, 1-800-WSB-TALK, Twitter and Instagram, at Mark Aram. 4 bananas a day keeps your stress away. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. What up on 526 Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram with you till 6 in the p.m. today and then Georgia Bulldog basketball on your home of the dogs. Dennis has been hanging on in Hiram. Dennis, you uh, once ran for office. Tell us about it. Well, I actually ran twice. The first time I ran for city council and uh, won the election. The fun part was the campaigning. I had a four-year-old son who he wanted to go out and campaign with Dad, but he couldn't say campaign. He kept calling champagneing. So we go <laughs> champagneing together. Well, that won a number of voters over, I'm sure. <laughs> and after I got elected, I found out I was appointed deputy mayor as well as city councilman. Wow. So this was in Hiram or was this somewhere else? No, this was in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. and Before the Army transferred me south. What was it like election night? I mean, how? because Longoria and I said we wouldn't run for office because we were scared to lose. You just you just and bottle up that fear. What's it like on election night? It was crazy waiting for each precinct to come in and totaling up the ballots. But not only for my precinct, but also for the other precincts in the city to see what the mix was going to be on the council after the election was over. Um, a lot of times I used to criticize the electorate because sometimes the really best candidate didn't get elected. And I would criticize the informed electorate for striking again. Did because you won? Did you now? Did you run for re-election, or was it you a one-termer? No, I didn't. I um, I moved away. Um, I did run uh, one other time for delegate to the national convention, Ooh. and uh, I was a delegate on behalf of Jimmy Carter. How about that? And got to meet all the Carter family all the way down to Skip. So you but ran. You ran two elections and won them both. One of both. That's that's and you were championing on both of them. That's that's pretty <laughs> remarkable. So, are you done with political aspirations, or or you think that's in your future I, still? I stay keep my hand in it, but not as a candidate. Uh, as a, I do analysis and uh, make predictions and so forth, and uh, frankly, I think I do better than some of your pundits that you have on the radio. <laughs> I do better than some of the pundits we have on the radio. So that's that's a low bar sometimes, Dennis. Well, thank you for the story, my friend. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I point back to eighth grade when I had to do nine runoffs against Jennifer Beach. That kind of killed any future political (laughs) aspirations. I should have won that election 20 to 2. And it was 11 to 11 after nine ballots. And I was like, yeah, this this politics thing is for me. And then I got shut out in the chaplain election. How funny is that? Yeah, I'm, uh, even if I'm only 2% corrupt, I'm still not going <laughs> to run for office. All right, news, weather, and traffic. And then coming up after that, Johnny Kilbasa will join us with an early fast food review right here on Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. The Mark Aram Show is performed before a live studio audience. I'm so excited. Frosty Cold is back in the vernacular. Christina Edwards, an invaluable resource here on 95.5 WSB. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aaron with you till 6 in the p.m. today. Then we slide out and make way for Georgia Bulldog basketball. Don't forget, Monday will be on early from noon to 4, uh, heading up to the Georgia Bulldog game, uh, the national title game here on your home of the dogs, 95.5 WSB. But because we're off earlier today and we haven't had a fast food review yet in the new year, Let's do it early, Longoria. And now, on the Mark Aram Show, it's time for the Fast Food Review. Joining us live on the Greasy Salty Hotline from parts unknown, height unknown, weight. Oof, we do not want to know. Johnny Kilbasa in the ever-so-popular Fast Food Review. How you doing, Jonathan? 
Well, Mark, happy new year to you. And other than the Ohio State Buckeyes putting a shank right in my back. At the stroke of midnight. At the stroke of midnight, Johnny. Yeah. That was ridiculous. At the very stroke of midnight. Nothing like having your year ruined in the very first (laughs) second of the year. Sorry for your Congratulations to the Boo Dogs. Sorry. I mean, I I was in bed, so I missed that instant classic game. That's craziness. But your quarterback's legit. That guy's really good, huh? Yeah, and everybody was thinking we were going to lose big, and I kind of wish we would have lost big. But it was a great, it was a roller coaster, and I wish the best of luck to... TCU. <laughs> wow, wow. All right, Johnny K, shots fired. Uh, Johnny, what's uh, on the menu for the first fast food review of 2023? Well, Mark, after eating salads and doing daily calisthenics, I'm ready to get back <laughs> on the fast food horse for you in right. 2023. If you remember, a couple months ago, we talked about something called the steak butter bacon cheeseburger yeah, from yeah. Sonic Drive-In. And I had to raise a little fuss here because i was like hey sonic you put steak in the title of this and it was just steak butter it wasn't actual steak on this cheeseburger so you know i made a few phone calls wrote a couple emails threw your name around a little bit and (laughs) what do you know to start the year off sonic drive-in came out with a steak and bacon grilled cheese real steak on it this time mark you're welcome you've got steak you got bacon you've got cheese you've got onions and everything else on two thick texas toast style pieces of bread so johnny k uh much like a successful dc lobbyist lobbied for changes at sonic drive and and uh and they they took heed and said yes johnny you're right yeah, they could have called it steak house butter, but just calling it steak butter yeah. was a little, it's a little uh, too much for me. So they responded with, oh, you want steak, you got steak, and we'll throw in some bacon, and we'll put it on grilled cheese just to make it right. And hey, Sonic, well done, and all is forgiven. Johnny, thank you for from all the listeners for, for making that happen, uh, and we'll continue to give Sonic our business because they respond to Johnny K's demands. Um, real quick, so... I, when I was in Japan, I couldn't stop thinking about you because there are a, a numerous fast food joints in Japan. Um, there's there's Wendy's, there's Burger King, there's McDonald's, there's KFC, Taco Bell. I mean, pretty much every Western fast food joint is in uh, in in Tokyo. Now, mm-hmm. I had McDonald's while I was there, but nope. but I I have to admit, um, so they have some funky stuff on there. They have a uh, fillet of fish made with shrimp, Longoria. Oh, so it's my. a fillet of shrimp. Fillet of shrimp. <laughs> okay. I didn't try that. Wow, what? They've got a teriyaki uh, burger and a teriyaki chicken sandwich. I didn't try that. They have uh, a burger with an egg on it. I didn't try that. They've got wow. A, did you just get a regular Big Mac or something? Well, because I was nuggets? sick. I was oh, sick, yeah. and I was like, I, I don't want to try anything funky. I just want a Big Mac. So I got the Big Mac combo with an Oreo flurry. Uh, which they have over there. Uh, so I didn't go. I didn't go crazy. I just got the normal stuff. But every fast food joint had Japanese unique items. So Wendy's and Burger King. They had all things that were that were catered to the Japanese palate. In addition to the uh, Western classics, all except Taco Bell. The Taco Bell menu is the same in Tokyo, <laughs> really, as it is in Atlanta. There was no funky stuff there. It was like you got a crunch wrap. You got nacho fries. I thought, I thought it was. They had squidding tortillas over there. I did. I, I didn't see any squidding tortillas, uh, but I thought that was. Why do you think that Taco Bell's like? No, we're not conforming to the culture. We're. I'd say because the world is a very small place. So if you get on Instagram and you see Johnny eating a burrito supreme in America, you're probably like, "Hey, <laughs> I want this like that." You know, another thing. Did you see any Lawson's chip dip? I heard Lawson's. It used to be a. Like a Mickey Mart over here back in the 80s. I heard it got real big over... There There are a ton of Lawson's over there. That's, that's um, so funny. But I didn't... All right, so real quick, Johnny. Uh, we, I finished yeah. dinner. It was me, Maya, her mom, and her stepdad, and we had dinner, and I wanted a dessert. Um, and her, her stepdad's like, oh, let's go to Lawson. They've got a nice dessert selection there. And we're walking through uh, Takamatsu, the streets of Takamatsu, and we don't see any Lawson's, but there's a 7-Eleven. There are a ton of 7-Elevens in Japan. Like, that's the number one convenience store. And my stepdad in Japanese, he's a funny dude. He goes, he goes, go into 7-Eleven and ask him where the nearest Lawson is. 
<laughs> I was like, that's like going into a racetrack yeah, and yeah, saying, yeah. hey, where's the nearest quick trip? Right. It was pretty funny. And then yeah, I went that's in. That's like Illyria, Ohio in 1977 yeah, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, 7 Elevens, Lawson's, they got. But I didn't go to a Lawson. Um, but there you go. All right, Johnny K. Appreciate you as always. And there's a great show on Netflix called Midnight Diner. It takes place oh, in Tokyo. Love it. It's really. Oh, you watch it? Oh, my God. It it's my favorite show on Netflix. Oh, it's fun. It's addictive. But, hey, if the cholesterol is high, so am I. Johnny Cobasa on Twitter. Johnny Cobasa rocks on Instagram. And all kinds of fun on the Sausage Hut podcast on any pod app. Or for 20 years, johnnycobasa.com. There you go. And, you know, if, if people uh, want something that's not in the menu and I have the ingredients, I'll make it for them. That's my policy. That's right. That's right. <laughs> That's his policy. Uh, all things Kilbasa uh, on johnnykilbasa.com. Appreciate you, bro. Anytime, bro. When we come back, Longoria's fact of the day, and for the first time in 2023, a fellow named Russ in Gainesville. Traffic updates every six minutes. A smile on your face for three hours. Atlanta's News and Talk with Mark Aram. Longoria's fact of the day. All right. It only took 70 years for lizards in some parts of the U.S. to adapt to fire ants. They now have longer legs and new behaviors that aid them from escaping from those hated fire ants. So 70 years. That's it. That's that's like 42 generations of lizards, right? At least. Yeah. And But uh, the, what's it called? The evolution happened yeah. that quickly. Yeah. Longer legs. I've never been uh, struck by a fire ant. You? Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Deborah? In Texas, they're everywhere. Yeah, I was going to say, when we visit my grandparents yeah. in Texas, yep. All my exes live in Texas. They do. Good fact of the day, Longoria. <laughs> they do. All right, for the first time this year, let's check out our buddy Russ in Gainesville. Russ, come here a minute. I want to talk. Russ, happy new year, brother. What's cooking? Hey, hey, happy new year. This is going to be a great year, I can tell. I, me too. I can tell. Uh, before we get into, we don't have much time. Uh, you missed Loti's last day on the show was yesterday, and, and we were hoping we'd hear from you. Oh, but no. any any parting words for Loti? Yeah, yeah, he was great. I love Loti. He was cool. He is. I'll send you his number. You guys can keep in touch. But he he's okay. still with the station. He's just moving full time to work with Eric Erickson. Oh, okay. Yeah. So call Erickson. You could talk to Chuck. Yeah. yeah you know my mom likes him. So yeah. He's know. on noon to three. Noon to three. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. How was your Christmas? How was your New Year's, Russ? Real quick. The, the Christmas was weird because I got back with Kim. I don't know if you remember her. She was my girlfriend, and I thought, oh, this is great. But then she left me on Christmas Day. On Christmas oh, Day? So, that's uh, just cruel. Yeah, that was my Christmas present. So, Did But you... I met a new girl named Lori, and she was fantastic. Lori uh, Morgan? No, that's no. not her name. <laughs> All right. But, uh, yeah, she was fantastic, so I hope right. I see her Well, more. tomorrow we'll have more time. We'll catch up in death tomorrow, Russ. All right, cool. All right, there you go. Russ in Gainesville. Perhaps the next Speaker of the House. I nominate now, Russ. Are you guys ready? The Honorable Russ in Gainesville. Uh, stars of the show. Let's go Andrew Morris, new publisher for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Andrew Morris gets started the show. Sweet Anne, screening the calls, gets started the show. Um, and I'm going to give one to Longoria because he's, he's day one without his BFF. He looks long <laughs> in the face. Really long nice. in the face. All right, Georgia Bulldog basketball coming up next. Twitter and Instagram at Mark Aram. Have a great Wednesday. Stay safe, Atlanta. Guests of the Mark Aram Show stay at the All Suite Omni Hotel, located in the heart of Chicago's Magnificent Mile. I feel like I'd be a solid cult leader. Thanks for listening to the Mark Aram Show podcast. Thanks for Xfinity for sponsoring said podcast. A couple of things in life I don't skimp on. Toilet paper, razor blades, seafood. I want the best of the best when it comes to all three. And internet. That's why I use Xfinity Internet. And it's the amazing 10G network. The 10G network from Xfinity, the future starts now. Smarter, more consistent, and a secure network. And it only gets better. Jump on board the Xfinity 10G network online. Just go to Xfinity.com.